Okay, got you. So you're talking about anything like I would say inspiration for me. I love Seinfeld. It's like my favorite TV show ever. Okay. And Seinfeld is a show about nothing. That's kind of what we got here. It's about nothing, but everything. It's about everything, but nothing. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. So basically, everybody can relate to it. Yeah. Do you want much? Do you want me to tell you a topic that I thought of? I'd like to bring up today. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if you're not recording, are you? No, I'm just. I mean, I'm recording, but it's mostly for levels. It'll probably end up going in the podcast to be levels, levels, levels. Um, so great view, by the way. No, the other day, man, I was thinking, you know, what really bugs me. Everyone has a cell phone now, everybody. And it's almost rude if you text somebody and they don't get back to you in a a good timetable. Yes. Like this morning with Kovika, I texted him. I'm at your front door and it took him literally like three minutes to answer. (laughs) You were standing outside for three minutes. Yeah. I said front door. What? Yeah. I remember. No, actually, it's just a, you know. I totally, I, I totally agree. It's like, well, that's different. Text. He's expecting you. I know, and he. <laughs> How he rude as a host. Okay. What can I say? I'm, I'm a dick. You're a busy guy. But what I'm getting at though is, I don't like how we have to be accessible 24 seven, and cell phones. There's no other choice now. Before, when cell phones weren't as, I guess, popular or everyone had one or whatever mm-hmm. in the 90s, it was okay to call and leave a message, and someone called you back yeah. the next day. But now that's not acceptable. You know, one thing I like to do on my phone is you can disable that red feature. Like, you can see. Oh, yeah, the red receipts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if they read it. And so I I don't like that. So that way they don't know if I read it or not. I can ignore as many people as I want. Because if you know that they read it, but then they don't respond, it's like, seriously, come on. But here's the thing, though. Everyone knows you read it. Because everyone has their phone and they're on it all the time. Everyone assumes that you read it. Yeah, my wife doesn't. So they just project this. It's the assumption. It's it's culture, dude. Crappy personality. That's true, it. though. My wife as well, Melissa. She her phone. I, I if she doesn't text me back, most likely she really didn't see it. Exactly. Yeah, She's just same. never on her phone. So I think it's a gender thing. Could be. I'm joking. That could. Uh, I think women would be they're better at communicating. So you would assume that they would. I don't know. <laughs> That's I'm a, a techie good point. Guys, so I have like all these notifications. Yeah, three guys here talking about being better at communicating. Yeah, seriously. Mm. It's a great topic, you guys. But what I'm get, I just hate it though mm-hmm. that I'm connected all the time. It just really bugs me that I can't, like, if I didn't have my phone on me for a day, I would almost get in trouble with like the world or whoever because I didn't respond back. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see someone and they say, "I texted you. Why, did, why didn't you get back to me?" Uh, actually, I think I've been mm-hmm. so true. quietly creating like a, a solution over a very long time. A disconnect, which is, I don't know if you ever had me try to do something. But every time somebody texts me and asks me to do something, I'll, no matter if it's my friend or a business like relationship, I just tell them to email me because I tell them, look, I get a hundred thousand oh, yeah. notifications You've done that every single day. If you text me and try to ask, ask me to do something like I'm telling you, there's a 99% chance I'm not going to do it. So if you email me and I get back to the office and I can flag it or like note it somewhere or put it in my calendar, then I'll probably do yeah, it. Yeah. So if you really want it done, email me. Well, that's true. I tell everyone, whatever you just told me right now, you have to email that to me. That's what I say. Okay. And when it's more in my professional kind of setting. But if it's you, you're my friend, bro. I'm not emailing you. No, but see, <laughs> I, I we see each other, you know, every right, right. other day It's different so with whatever. that kind of relationship. But you guys see each other every day? Yeah, almost, yeah. Well, just wow. about, we've been working out, that's why. Oh, God. You can't tell? Yes, out. yes, I can tell, actually. <laughs> Planet Fitness. I'm joking. I, I could tell... Immediately as I sat on the toilet last night. Wow. I, okay. 
Yeah. Actually, I think the do text, we need to hit that? I think the thing te- that we well. Why don't we get into it then? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you gonna scat? Welcome back to the Can of Spam podcast. I am Kavika. I'm Nick, and every time I want to do something, I can't. I can't do it. I, I think I cut you off. A good. We can do it again. No, I'm not no? doing it. All no. right. And today we have our guest. Your name is? Peter. Peter. Yes. Do you want a last name? No, no, no. It's up to you. Would, Would you like personal? to? Middle name is William, so let's just keep it at Peter. Williams. Oh, nice. So Middle name you- is usually more personal than last name, yeah. though. Well, we're just going to go straight into it. Is it just me, or anytime I hear the word or the name William, I immediately think of William Turner from oh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. William Turner. Yeah, yeah, that's you. I don't know if I really reference that movie very much. I think William look like Orlando Bloom. William the Conqueror. I think if you, you know, Wikipedia that up, you might learn something. Is that biblical? No. He does have an Orlando Bloom vibe. Does he? Seriously, (laughs) I'm just white, you guys. Wait, you're not, you're a Hapa though, right? Aren't you? No, I'm pure no. Welsh. Oh, you just grew up in Japan. Irish. Yes. So your eyes kind of just. Naturally, because of all the fish that I've eaten. <laughs> yeah. What is the most white race? The most white race? Yeah, like what, is it just any European? That's probably like Scandinavian, German. I think, yeah, yeah, German, I think is North, Northeastern, Scandinavian, Euro- maybe. Northeastern, like, European? Yeah, up there. But if someone tells me they're like Polish or Welsh, I, was gonna say I, I usually am like, oh yeah, they, they're oh, yeah, white. You're white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because I'm actually Puerto Rican, which is a mix of Spanish, uh, yeah, and, and like Boricua Indian. Yep. And Spanish, like if if you think of somebody Spanish, you look blonde hair, blue eyes. But my dad doesn't look yeah. white, you know. Like it, it feels like the more west you go in Europe, the less white you become. That's true. I don't know. Maybe I'm just racist because when I think of Spanish, I definitely go Mexico right away. But I know Spain, you know, is... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm horrible. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, wow, we just covered a lot of topics in like a minute, you Dude, guys. That, that's, that's really good. I think we're done here. Nature, <laughs> I'm to cut that. of the can of spam. We're going to lose two of our, <laughs> our viewership. That's, that's everybody. Okay. Nobody's listening. <laughs> Got one left. What were we talking about? Um, he was just introducing my himself. name. Oh no! Um, be- before we William. did the intro. Oh yeah, you're gonna tell a story. Skittity scat. Oh okay. It's not that good of a. Story. I mean, I guess it's. I don't know. I'll cue it up. When you poop in your dreams, you poop for real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this isn't technically a poop story because the poop's probably not the focus of it. It's in the arena. Hopefully, and I, I think the, the just the communication be- between me and Nick was funnier than what actually happened. Yeah. What actually happened was just flat out embarrassing. Okay. We, like I said, we worked out yesterday. We did legs. <laughs> we went hard. Kavika okay. went hard. Uh, we both kind of went hard. But anyway, we got, I got home. It's like a couple hours after we worked out. And I text Nick and I just say, dude, just kill me. He's like, ha ah, dude, why? What did happen? I was like, I fell off the toilet. <laughs> I did you really? I like, literally <laughs> fell off of the toilet. While going number two. Did you know you could do that? No, I didn't. Because I didn't. <laughs> I had no it's idea. It's possible. So you did leg workouts. I right? did a leg workout. I took a dump. I went to get up off of the toilet. And 
one leg just didn't work. <laughs> and it wasn't like I just fell into the ground on, onto all fours. I was going to take a shower, so I'm butt naked, about wow. to stand up. My right leg mm. gives out, and I stumble into the shower, and I'm like getting choked out by <laughs> curtains. Oh, my goodness. Like, the curtains are just all over me. And I'm like laying in the, in the tub like a moron. I love pooping naked. It's very freeing. It, yeah. it is. It, it is. really is. <laughs> Do you I've, poop I've naked? Done, I've done it before. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, he's like, "What am I on right now?" <laughs> you know, you, you don't. Do you watch The Office? Yes, I know you're kind of watching it a little bit, but uh, yeah, there's an episode where Michael Scott. It's one of my favorite episodes. I think it's season two or season three, maybe. It's called The Injury. He um grills his foot on a George Foreman grill. Yes, and he wraps his foot in bubble wrap, and he's hopping around the office, <laughs> and he's in the bathroom stall, and he starts screaming for Ryan, and he's like, "Ryan!" I fell between the stalls and I can't get yeah. up. <laughs> so he like gets crammed between the stall and the uh, toilet. And he's just screaming for Ryan. And he's like, bring a rag. <laughs> bring a rag. <laughs> so that's and some WD-40. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking yesterday. When you, when you fell, I'm like, dude, he fell between the toilet and the tub. <laughs> and you just see the image of my two legs just straight up in the air, like squirming because I can't move. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's I don't exactly. want to see that image. No? no. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't either. I don't feel like I've seen that image. Because it's... It's a forest down there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Peter's literally like, I, I don't know what I've gotten myself no, into. No, no, this is great. Stories, um, we're getting let's, personal here. Let's get into a little something a little bit more sophisticated, because okay. I know you and your wife, Jackie, have been looking at, or oh no, adopting, right? And you Fostering, yeah. Fostering, okay. Yeah, which is before adopting. Now, that is something that... I've always thought that I would do at one point, but I just have no idea what it takes to make that happen. Well, you have to be CPR certified um, and child safe, child certified too. I, I don't know what the actual terminology is, but you know how you have to know how to perform CPR on, a, on an infant okay. up to an adult. Um, and so we had to do training for that. Um, we but met, they don't make you do that to have your own child, right? No. No, no, no. Just if, well, because, you know, you're going to be taking care of another child. So oh, they just that's wanna... just one of the requirements that you have to be certified. So I'm sure they could require you can't have a child until these things, you know, they would. But the government do could do that. But you know. Your wife could probably, Nick, your wife would probably tell us all the things that you should have to do before you have a child. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying? Yeah. So you have to be certified. You have to obviously go through the whatever or organization that you're going to go through, whether it's through you know CPS or a private organization, um, you have to meet all the requirements. You have to actually sign a um, a lot of papers and kind of submit your life and your background. It's pretty you know intensive, but um, yeah, I mean once they figure out that you're an all right person that has a good head on your shoulder and and that you're capable and you have a good job, at least one of the individual, you know, spouse has to be working and one has to be staying home so that the two you can't be working. So we, you know, we learned a lot about just the process alone. And after that, you're just waiting for a placement. Like a child to, mm-hmm. to be placed in your, yeah. what is it, custody? Yeah. So, so where you guys are, where are you guys with that? Where you guys are, are with? Um, so we tried it. I can't really give all the details, be, right. you know, of, of the child and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'm currently we're not fostering, but we did foster two boys, um, mm-hmm. twins, and we did that for about two weeks. 
Yeah. So it was just you short. foster them, and then they found permanent like people to yeah, adopt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Because yeah, it's not always like like fostering doesn't always lead to adoption. Typically, yeah, from what I've heard, yep. is that you, that actually isn't the goal. Usually, the goal is reunification with the parents. Yeah, so that's always the when goal. You, when you foster, right, you're hoping for a lot of um connection with the parent, and you know you'll oversee visits, just things like that, because that is, that is the goal, right? Reunification, and that the parent can have their child back, and and all those things. Yep. Exactly. And so that's another thing that, you know, they obviously tell you when you're getting into it, because a lot of the times, you know, families can, their goal in their head is like, um, you know, we want to adopt and thinking that the first placement you're going to adopt is very unlikely. Um, a great example is a movie called Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg. I don't Mark know if Wahlberg. Guys... I've never seen that, but. Very, very I'll good movie. That. Instant Family. I think it came out last year. In like a drama role? Yeah. It, I mean, it's a comedy, dramedy or whatever you want to call it. I oh. mean, it's Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he's pretty Got funny. It. He can be funny. Um, ironically, the director of the film, it's about his story. So it's about the actual oh, okay. director and his wife and their process or experience mm-hmm. uh, adopting three kids that are all brothers and sisters. And so that whole story and their experience, he made it into a movie. It's, it's really, really good. That's interesting. Cool. Highly recommend it. Instant family. Instant family. I think it's rated PG-13. Me and Melissa went through the whole process to be foster parents. And the last step we had to do was someone's going to come to our house and inspect it. So we went through all these trainings, all these classes, everything. And the last step was get a home inspection. I bought smoke alarms to install because I, when we renovated our place, mm-hmm. I took them all down and, and they were broken. So I never put them back up. So I bought smoke alarms because I knew the lady was going to come and say, you need smoke alarms and all that. And then she got pregnant. So then we, put, we told the lady... Yeah, we're going to be on hold for this for a little bit and haven't revisited it since. I think the problem is I'm in my head. I'm framing foster in the way that most people think about adoption, I think. Yeah. Which foster, you're you're like, it's like a holding area almost. Yeah, I think it's like you're an uncle or an auntie kind of like helping out a family member and kind of overseeing their kid and stuff until the the parents can kind of get some things together. I see. Hopefully get them back. Minimum is weeks to... 12 months i think so you don't you typically don't foster more than 12 months. i see well that just whole... means i'm uneducated and didn't know the difference but i, I have really good friends but i think like, a lot of people don't know like really good friends of mine that fostered many children but two of them they've adopted mm-hmm. so i mean no. not that it can't happen it's oh, just it if you go to... in with that the, the thing is it's like if you go in there with this idea that like i'm gonna adopt man you could be really let down when you don't because mm-hmm. you form this bond the special connection maybe you have a kid for three years and then mm-hmm. it, you end up giving them back yeah. to the parents. And that's I okay. See. I mean, that we should celebrate that. It's hard, though. Right, right. Well, so you both yeah. are registered. Registered? I'm Foster. not fully, oh. no. No. I just but you've looked into the, the license is the right word. But yeah. yeah. I'm always but you, you, lose, cool, you lose it after a year. Oh. Yeah, so you I have see. to recertify or whatever. Okay. But yeah, we're kind of on hold. And because uh, we have, a, we're expecting a baby. Oh. Six months. Boy or girl, do you know? We but, don't know. You did not tell me that. Well, you never come over. You never come over. So. <laughs> we're not as good friends as I thought we were. We don't have a podcast together. When do you... Um, <laughs> I have a kid, but when do you find out the gender? You can find out, I think, as early as, I don't know, like, like 15 months, or right? 16 weeks. Yeah, something like that. Oh, so you guys just decided, like, let's... Yeah, well, we didn't, we didn't find out with our first one, so we're, we're just going to keep uh, ball rolling. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. That. What was that like? Thank you. Did anyone know except the doctor? Uh, yeah, the doctor knew. We just told the doctor not to tell us. 
And then, so so the day of labor, yep, this child comes know. out, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's a girl. Yep. So we just have two names picked out. And yeah, I mean, because everything in life you can basically find out, right? Whether right. everything. So this is a few th- like amazing things in life that you can actually keep it a surprise until the last moment. And so we, we that would be that. the biggest surprise ever. You could never have a surprise bigger than that. Yeah, that's pretty good. There is a is a video online of this local family. I think I saw it on Instagram or something. I think it's my wife's, one of my wife's friends and her and her husband were expecting. And I don't know how they did it, but they got, they got this um, device that once you like pull it, it shoots out either blue streamers or pink streamers. Right. Gender reveals. Right. So never heard of it. That's a thing. I'm joking. Dude, it's huge. It's, it's so ridiculous. It's, really, it's saturated all over the well. So, yeah. Just more excuses for people to come over. It's and like the gifts. pre-party. It's not Just even a baby shower, it, dude. So you do a baby shower and a gender reveal party yeah, at people the do. same time. Yeah. Is there an announcement mm-hmm. that you send out? This mm-hmm. is like work. yeah, dude. My Things have gotten out of hand. Everybody does it. Like you pop a balloon, or you you know you hit. We a did pin. not do it. Just want to throw that out there. Thank you. No shade on anyone that did, but yeah, definitely shade if you did it. <laughs> I did not even have a bachelor party before my wedding. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay, now I'm topic. I'm a loser. Is there like something that we can push? I should have been involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right, moving on. Now I have more to be depressed about. But that's cool. So he's having a you got a six month a six month old in the oven and a four year old. Yes, four year old. Yep. Oh, I missed the point of that whole story. Thank you. So they shot one of the or what the thing, and it can't. They have three boys and they really wanted a girl Twins. and of course both of them are holding it just anxious as heck they pull the thing and it shoots out blue and she the cries. mom like looks at the the husband or the the wife looks at the husband and like rolls her eyes and then the husband just like throws the thing on the ground oh my goodness it was the most, mad? like if i thought of if that baby ever sees that video <laughs> That is so true. Like, mom, you didn't even want me. Wow, that's why you're not supposed I to. Should have been a girl. Mm-hmm. I was messed up. I mean, what happened to just wanting a healthy baby? I mean, it's just a gender. yeah. I mean, okay. It's. I think it's okay though to want a preference. Yeah, yeah. For I sure. don't know, but and it's you know, not wanting like, to but not to be disappointed though in the the child itself. That's like, sad. there's a weird balance, and most people don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could not believe that they were like visually upset. <laughs> and recorded it. And I recorded it. See. So it's it's on the internet. Well, they set themselves up. It wasn't up like for a failure. Message. Like yeah. if they knew that's how they were feeling and they already had three kids and they wanted the girl and they did the review and they filmed it, it's like that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, uh, I just felt bad for that kid if that that footage ever gets to him at some point in life. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure there's a gender reveal that's being uploaded every day on YouTube. Every with depressed parents just more and more no, creative. But- yeah, there's so many. I saw one. It was like, uh, what was it? Balloons and so like they were opening a box with balloons, and then the balloon would um come out, and then the guy would hit it, and it would and it would pop, and then it would bring out the color or whatever. So the balloons opened up. He went to hit it with like a bat, which if you're if you know anything about physics, if you hit a balloon with a bat, unless there's a nail or something on, it's not gonna <laughs> pop. It's a two round objects. It's just gonna exactly what happened. It flew away. He starts chasing after it because he hit it and it detached from whatever the thing it was. He then goes to try and grab it. It 
It's going over this like fence. He tries to jump over the fence and just eats it face first. The balloon gets away, and you don't even know what gender it is. Did anybody? I wonder if anybody at the event actually knew. I guess whoever probably did the balloons. How, is that how it works? Like you tell like an aunt or something? Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. A, you your tell sister. your friend, and then, I guess yeah. what do you do? Like you bring them to I the doctor so. with you, and then the doctor tells the. friend. I think that you you tell the doctor to write it on a note. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, close envelope, and you tell somebody. You tell a friend. Who tells so much work. You can start a business, you guys. Gender Dude, reveal business. Gender reveal, reveal, reveal productions. Yes. I don't know. We'll film it like weddings. <laughs> but maybe we can make... Oh, yeah, we can film it. But, you know, you can make a device, like a unique device that reveals a color. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I like the, the the balloon is a good idea or the streamer. But I've seen cake. You know, you cut the cake and whatever. Oh, that's inside. Right. Oh, right. There's so many creative things, right? So We should do it. I think we should do that. But also a parody on revealing things that aren't like yes. really important at all. Like, yes. what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Chicken or beef? And then right. do some kind of something to yeah, reveal yeah. what we're You cut the having. cake and it's like spaghetti inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's a, and, it, and it would be like this whole <laughs> series of like overdoing these reveals and making fun of it would be fun. Yeah. That'd be great. We should, we should definitely idea. write down. No, we just should know. call what? it wonder reveals or I don't know, something like anything over the top. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But it's revealing like what you Email know, like reveals. anything as simple as like what kind of coffee you're gonna that, get. That could be the name. Like, it's revealing productions. Okay. <laughs> we gotta add the production. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Wait, you could even do <laughs> like revealing. Have you ever been in the car with <laughs> your wife? Really you don't know suggestive. what you're gonna eat. Right, right. And it's just this constant battle of what do you want? I don't wanna you could turn that into a reveal. Like film like the argument in the car. Right. And then, like, transition this clip in the parking lot of, all right, well, let's go get a reveal stuff out and grab a friend and give him the, the thing you're going to eat and then open it. The, yeah. And then that's where you're going to go yeah. eat that night. <laughs> I have a great YouTube channel. It's revealing. Yeah. It's revealing. I mean, that's what he just came yeah. up with. It was kind of sexual, but. Ooh. I mean, it's a little telling. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. thinking that. It's okay. <laughs> Anyway, well, didn't Nick? Did you did you say you had some some things that you wanted to talk about today? We talked about it already. What? What was it? You know, being connected all the time. Oh, did we talk about that on the podcast? Uh, it was recording. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So whoever's <laughs> listening now is like, well, they're halfway through the pro the podcast, but they just play the intro. Is this live? No. N yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody's listening live. Actually, it would take a lot to make this live. You could do YouTube live, right? You could, but I gotta. You need like an interface for it to oh, go into your computer to upload. You. And then gotcha. I don't know if the, the whole video thing is another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to get into that. I don't know. Maybe you could do it with a phone. Just like rig up a phone and then have the input from this thing straight into the phone. No, I don't think that'll work. You can YouTube it. No? I think you would, you could do Facebook live on the computer with a, like a camera. Yeah. Well, but it would look horrible. Well, for high sessions, we have this. It's like it's called a Teradeck. But it, it, it'll... It'll take an XLR out from the soundboard, which is pre-mixed, and then you just have a HDMI in from the video board, which is pre-mixed, and then it just uploads it to the oh, high cool. sessions, right. to the high sessions YouTube. Speaking of which, check out high sessions, youtubecom high sessions. Hi. What about um? I kind of had a thought. Well, um, so you work two jobs, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about how do you balance the uh, two jobs in your life with. Two kids, basically. <clears throat> well, it's kind of easy because one schedule comes out on the 20th of every month. And so I, I have a whole month schedule, which is really nice. Um, I don't know if, you know, I guess if you have a nine to five job, you know that you're going to work Monday through Friday. But um, so I kind of know my schedule and then I can work around my other job and, you know, either drop and trade my schedule and 
pick up a video job and and whatnot. So it's uh, it can be stressful if I can't drop a trip or I can't, you know, finagle something so that I can get a video job because video videography is kind of like my main. Um, you try to focus on it more. Focus than on that, yeah. And so that's my main bread and butter, and you know I get paid better. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty. So fun. basically, it's very easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some months obviously it can get stressful because oh, sure. not everybody can pick up my trips, and so especially. This uh, next month, November and December, because uh, it's all based on seniority, and so um, some people don't want to pick up my trips because I don't have the best trips. But majority of the time, I have trips that are desirable that people below me or junior to me mm. would 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 want to pick. Up. And do you, as in pick up, you release it and then they take it, or you yep. got to swap? Oh, uh, I can release it. Yeah. Oh, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I have the option to swap too, but I then I'm still stuck with a trip. Are you not required to like work a certain amount of hours to get benefits? Yeah, forty hours. Oh, a month. month. Okay, so that's a, a, a real job. Yeah, that's yeah. not a week, a month. So that's great. Oh yeah, that's that is great. Well, when me and Peter are looking to like, if there's a job coming up and I know I need Peter's help, he'll tell me his schedule for the next month, and he'll literally have flights booked for you know five day, four or five days out of the week, and then he'll tell me, no, it'll be fine. They'll all be gone by next week, by yeah. by two weeks. So apparently, it's very easy to. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you're in your seniority, yeah, yeah, for people to pick up the trips because everybody that's under you, you know, yep, can't hold those flights. Right. I have a question. So obviously, Peter's a flight attendant. I don't know if we said that, but I have a question though. Yes. <laughs> um, I think about this a lot. Like when I'm receiving service from somebody. So whether I'm like at like. On, on a flight, right, and, and the flight attendant is helping me or mm-hmm. whatever it is, whenever I'm receiving service, I try and think a lot about the person that I'm receiving service from and what can I do to make their job easier? Yeah. Or what can I do to, like, not be that, like, customer, if you will? So I'm just kind of curious as a, what can I do? You're one in a billion people that think that way. As a traveler. <laughs> nobody thinks that way, What bro. are, like, do's and, I don't know, I just. Nobody thinks that way. It's well, I think, I everybody think, thinks. How can they help me? How can they help my well, yeah, flight? People are generally. I'm not. I'm so selfless. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazing. You're you're very humble, bro. <laughs> no, but I really do think about that a lot. Of like, your humility okay, is. Incredible. And sometimes I'm not even like ask something because I'm afraid it's like, I don't know. I just bothersome. Yeah, and I, I feel. I mean, I'm actually the same way. I I don't when I get on a flight, I don't want to bother anybody, and I don't I don't want to make their job super easy because I know their job can be stressful or it is it. it you know, or it is stressful, whatever it is, especially yeah. customer service agents dealing with, you know, thousands of people every day. And they're, you know, they're complaining to them that, you know, they lost their baggage or why, why do I have to pay for this? Or well, how come I can't get on the flight or, you know. Yeah, because you're wearing the badge or the uniform or the logo. Right. You are personally responsible exactly. for the loss of their baggage. <laughs> yeah, or that I'm the reason why we don't have a vegetarian option, or, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, so I'm curious. Yes. What are some travel tips for me and for others? That would make your job easier. Okay, so number one is I would, um, I would, I would tell them that to uh, research the airline. You know, especially when it comes to if it's dietary needs or even something as simple as baggage fees. You know, a lot of people would just assume, and everybody does this, is that you know because they flew once on this amazing airline.com, and they didn't pay for baggage, and they got all of their. You know, they got kosher meals and everything that they can think of, a free pillow and, you know, entertainment was free, that they automatically assume that every other airline is like that. Mm. And so 
one thing I highly, you know, encourage to people is that just because that happened once doesn't mean that it's going to happen now. Maybe you got a star when you were in kindergarten when you, you know, you drew a dog. <laughs> but on this airline, you're not going to get a free Heineken because most things are not free in life. And so that's one thing I try to, you know, share is that do your research. And if you are uh, have a gluten allergy, then, you know, it's not our fault that we're serving wheat or, you know, we're serving bread and, and that has wheat in it. And so... um you can't expect the world to be built around, around you, your yeah. inconveniences. So, yeah. You should own them yourself and figure but out. But I'm the customer. Yeah. I paid, aren't I always right? Not when it, so that's the great <laughs> thing about an airline is that you're not. I think it depends on the what service you're in. Um, I tell a lot of people, you know, we the, the, the airplane is an A330 Airbus. And so I tell them, this is not a 7-Eleven. This is an A330. And so you can't get everything that you need. Hey. Boom. Hey. Is there like a dingle? Is there a boom? I have nothing. It's okay. We gotta I, I need like a little ding. Yes. Yeah. I think if you're in the restaurant industry or, you know, um, tourism, then the customer's always right. And you kind of have to bend your back and kiss their butts and, and accommodate. But the great thing about... Um, when you're in a flying tube, 40,000 feet, it's, it, you're limited. You can't have everything that you <laughs> need. Limited. Sorry. You don't say. We don't That's have so good. a freezer for your breast milk. And we don't have uh, an oven to you know heat up your pasta. Can I speak to your manager? <laughs> and so you've heard of everything. I have an eight-foot hoagie that I brought, and I thought you could put it in your pizza oven and warm it up right. for me. So I would say prepare, do your research, and, and don't be mad at, you know, Bobby, just because you had to pay $75 in baggage fees. Who the heck is Bobby? Most people book their flights through like a travel website, yes. right? Like Travelocity or Orbitz or whatever. Um, I booked mine through Chase. Like I have a Chase mm -hmm. card. So I use my points. And when you book through Chase, they, they just find whatever airline works best for them. Right. And you pick a price based on whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, like Expedia. Right. And it's not always the same airline from leg to leg. Like we went all the way to Rome right. for our honeymoon, but we, we took three flights there, three flights back. And just about none of them were the same airline. Now, I pay for a baggage. I tell, you know, I tell Chase that I need to, you know, we're going to bring two check bags each. But only two of the airlines have baggage fees included. And because it's separate airlines, I got to pay extra baggage fees for the other two airlines. That irritates me. Yes. Because I feel like Chase or whatever like should just build it into the price. Yeah. Especially if you tell them, like, I have baggage. I know that ahead of time, right? They should just reimburse you. Like, you can't really expect Chase to, like, have a partnership with every airline to be able to, like, comp Exactly. That and that's what everybody assumes is that, you know, we have a lot of Australians that book, you know, through whatever third-party site. And then from their leg from, say, Australia to Hawaii, it's an international flight. And they get free alcohol and they get all these perks right and they even get a, an option for food but from hawaii to say seattle you know it's assumed from that website that you're going to get those perks all the way through and mm -hmm. so when they fly from honolulu to seattle they're like where's my free alcohol and where's my you know option right and it's because of that website that they booked it through and so unfortunately like you said chase or whatever expedia doesn't have those personal agreements with every airline I including because they, they probably have an, that that airline doesn't have one with chase because they probably have something exclusive with another something hence why you always see those disclaimers no hidden fees 
like people have to write that because there are hidden fees and they're not going to, they're hidden, right? They're not going to. Rather, I didn't you. see that. Yes. Yeah, I don't see why Chase wouldn't be able to just copy, like just be like, yo, give me 30 bucks well, off see, my bill. That's the thing why I'm not like livid about it is because Chase, for for the most part, like, have been super helpful. You seem livid. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was just, just irritating in the moment, you know. No, I totally you know, agree. Twelve hour flight, no, totally. you get off, and you're like, no, yeah, pay fifty bucks for this. And, it's, and it's a flight attendant's fault. Yeah, no, well, yeah, it's your fault. Well, it's like you said too. You're planning this whole trip. The last thing you're thinking about is like how this baggage thing is going to work. You got this, all this well, other stuff going on, you know. Well, that's so the thing. Like, I take pride in like I've planned this thing to a T. Yeah, Everything yeah. should work out perfectly. Because I'm in production and I know how anal I have to be to make sure I bring or set up or yes. plan or call the right people to make things happen the way I want it. And when that happens, I'm like, this is not the way this is supposed to work. <laughs> I did all my research. I did yeah, everything yeah. right. And you guys screwed me it's over. It's true. It's true. This is true. Anyway, but yeah, all that to say, but Chase is very helpful. Like, yeah. I call them afterwards and they're like, well, we'll give you a bunch of points or whatever yeah, for the, yeah. for the Oh, that's cool then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're helpful with that. Yeah. Yeah. But Speaking I didn't of know that when I was, you know, on the flight waiting at the airport for the three hour layover or whatever. Speaking of, shout out to our sponsor, Chase. We just want to appreciate um <laughs> all the partnership you do with us. Thanks, man. Thanks, Chase. <laughs> you guys are wonderful. Um, But yeah, so I think being prepared, uh, I don't think a lot of people are because not everybody flies that often and so mm -hmm. you know they watch movies and they're like oh they got a free champagne so i'll get one too but now there is this thing where people who aren't flight attendants look at a flight attendant and say, oh you live live this extremely adventurous life right but my from what i've learned having having known a lot of flight attendants like once you go and fly for work there's there's very little desire to go and fly for think, leisure yeah i think it all depends on your age i see right if you're in your you know i'm not saying that you can't be a party animal when you're in your 30s or 40s but i'm just saying it all depends on what stage of life you're in mm -hmm. whether you're married if you're single um where you're flying to mm -hmm. and who you're flying with if you know you could be every flight that you fly can be a, is a different crew so you can be flying with people who are in their mid 50s or you can be flying with people who are in their mid 20s and so i think that actually plays a huge part and when you're at a layover you know, are we going to go grab some drinks? Are we going to go out and explore the city? You know, what are we going to do? Are we just going to sleep in? So there's a lot of factors that. Right. But that most people won't like go fly outside of their. When you're off, when you're not yeah. working. Do you like Unless flying? you take vacation. But you're not going to like fit your own trip in between your work trips, right? It, yeah, I or mean, I've people... heard everything from people, you know, especially there's a lot of people in this industry who don't live in your assigned base. And so, um, you know, Delta has bases all over the world. And so you can, your base is say New York City, but you live in Georgia. And mm -hmm. so you have to commute. And so commuting plays a big part in your days off and in your schedule over, all around. And also if you're just the type of person that just wants to, you know, hang out with a friend in LA, then on your days off, you're going to fly because you can fly for free right. to LA. So I think... Yes, it just depends on just who you are and your schedule, what you want to do on your days off. But me personally, I, I definitely don't want to fly on my days off mm -hmm. because I'm just over it. I think Hawaii is a little bit unique, though, in, in that we have something called Inner Island. Yes. Right. So most most flight attendants. Well, I mean, there is Inner Island flight attendants and all they do is fly Inner yeah, Island. Yeah. But most airlines, people don't have that right, privilege that's not where you can be exists. home every night. Right. Right. So. No, that's true. That's a huge 
benefit. We actually did a video for Hawaiian, and that was one of their like selling points: is you can have you can be a flight attendant, oh yeah, and live one. like almost like a regular day job. You know, leave in the morning and then come back mm-hmm. in the afternoon, drop your kids off, and right. then do inner island, come back and pick and them have up. like a consistent schedule. Yep. Anyway, so free shout out to Hawaiian Airlines if you guys are again to our sponsors. I just want to thank you, Hawaiian Airlines, for um, <laughs> flying with us. Well, I wish you had like a clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I've, I've already got some ones that we're gonna get. Yeah, but. yeah. Like a cheer, cheering, clapping, a ding. I want like a, I want a. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> um. So, do's and do nots. Do's and do nots. Do your research. Yes. I want. I want to know how else I can help out these attendants. What can I do to you make know, their job I think better? People that are in customer service are the only people that are gonna like think like, how can I help? Out yeah. This other like a bartender service. really tips a bartender really well. Right. So it's kind of like the same thing. But I mean, we've all worked in customer service. I think being understanding, um, just, you know, like you said, like, I don't think many people have that mentality, but to be like, well, well how can I make their life easier? I'm not going to bug them, you know, especially if, if they seem busy or whatnot. And I'm not saying that like, you can't bug people, but um, having that mindset of like, I don't want to bother them. They're doing their job. But. As far as like, how can I make their life easier? Was that me, one, can I rephrase it? I got another way I want to put it. Okay. What can I do to kiss up to get more stuff to make my <laughs> flight better? Let's rephrase it now. Let's go different uh, so route. A lot of people complain. They just, you know, this is not the seat I wanted. This is the seat I booked and I didn't get it. Therefore, I deserve to be in first class or therefore I deserve a thousand miles. And so uh, if you complain enough and you can call corporate, I'm sure they'll, you know, do something for you. I'm not saying... That, I don't like that, that one. I'm not going to do it. But. <laughs> now, this is another exclusively Hawaii thing where custom or people who buy a ticket on certain airlines will like go to 7-Eleven. Maybe not 7-Eleven. Cam. Yeah. Uh, get Miles. Cam Bakery that sells the Monopool. That's a specific yeah, What are you talking about? What do you mean Miles? And I can, I can buy Monopool with my Miles. No. What's the. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you talking about you can buy anything and earn Miles? Is that what you're saying? No. What, what is it? Cam Bakery? I don't know. We, we want to thank our sponsors, Monopoly? Cam, Cam Bakery, Bakery, at this time. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Anyway, the place you go to get Monopoo and Pork Hash or whatever. Yes. Like, yes. local people, before they get on a flight, say they're going to Vegas. Yes. They'll go to Cam Bakery, get a whole bunch of food, and give it to the flight, flight attendants. attendants. I was going to actually say that. If you if you bring snacks to the flight attendant, that is a, a huge plus. But that, that's an exclusive, like, you don't get that anywhere else in the world, No, I right? think it's the culture and just the atmosphere of, right. of Hawaiian. Hmm. Yeah, when we Hawaiian went to Australia, like, me, Asia, Jacob, and um, who else would, Ben, we all went to some, you know, Okazu and picked up a whole bunch of food and just gave it to the, the flight yeah. attendants. And they treated us like gods. Mm-hmm. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's a good tip. Well, I, mean, I even do that. I don't. I I do that when with my wife when we fly other airlines. We always give a little gift, whether mm-hmm. it's um, macadamia nuts or just a bag of cookies from the mm-hmm. local store. Yeah, and they are super appreciative, and then they would hook us up. So gift things to your. What about tipping? Can I slip you a ten? Yeah, you can, but it's we're we're not required to take it, nor are we not required to. Not take it. I mean, it's just there's no. It's just not the industry where you know. Yeah, it's not really a tipping it's not industry, assumed right? Assumed to tip. So. Yeah. Hmm. All um, right. But, so give cookies, tip, yeah. and do your research. Yeah. There you go. I think that's going to help flight attendants a lot. Well, I mean, our our reach 
for this podcast goes a very long way. It's vast. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's incredible. So you'll probably have two or three people that will have this new knowledge and probably be very helpful. Mm-hmm. On your next two or flight. three or better than none. You think next time you're you're flying, can you get on the intercom and say, "Hey guys, check out this our spar partnership." <laughs> <laughs> this flight is brought to you by the Kind of Spam Podcast. Yes, that's. I'm gonna just start traveling you with spam have, slices, the, the singles, and just give them to people. You, you know, write on it with permanent marker. <laughs> a website. <laughs> we got a website. That's a good um, business card idea. Just a picture of a spam. But I'm pretty sure he's talking about real slices. Of oh, yeah, you ever okay, seen those okay, spam okay. singles? That's even better. That's even like, better. Yeah, yeah. Because a can, that's that's too much of a. Wait, but they sell singles. Spam singles. Yeah, you've never seen those. I didn't know. I that. have not. Mm-hmm. Is that a can bakery? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know <laughs> no i don't know what you're talking. well he said it enough to for us to be sponsored so shout out to cam bakery Stop that. That was a good okay one. so you know tuna is sold in a can that's exactly what i was gonna right? liken it to and you can get like the packet of tuna mm-hmm. it's just like that but spam where at the store Camping. <laughs> what stores are you shopping at? I've never seen this in my life. Yeah, I'm, gonna bring this up. I'm gonna bring it up. Keep okay. talking. Keep talking okay. about spam. Um, that is there unreal. Is. Yeah, show me. It's ninety nine cents. Yeah, they're for they're one cheap. slice for yeah. how many slices? One uh, slice? Target. Wow. Yeah. Target. They're, it's really There's nice. There's a Target twenty feet that way. I know. We should go. Right, Even well, Amazon, you can buy them by the by the. No, I know where I'm going. Speaking of which, uh, Long's, if you go to Long's, Spam is on sale, I think, like, a dollar each. Or no, like... No, Foodland. Two, three dollars. Amazon? Wow. Remember we were in Foodland the oh, other day. Oh, that's where we were. Yeah, right, super right. cheap. Shout out to our sponsors, Foodland. <laughs> Foodland Farms. Foodland Farms. Sullivan Family, thank you so much for your generous uh, sponsorship. <laughs> that's who owns Foodland. So, Nick, do you do a lot of traveling? Uh, I don't know. What's, what's considered... Yeah, yeah, sure. More than twice a year. Used to travel way more than I do now, but yeah, I would say easily twice a year. Okay, he's a hunter. That's right, so hunter gatherer. Okay, you've had pretty good experiences when it comes to yeah. flying. And I've had everyone's had negative experience where the flight got canceled, weather bumped it, right, just stuff right. like that. Like I've, I think I've only lost my bag maybe once, and it was more of just it was on another like the next flight right, that came right. on, it just came late. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, I've had like bad. generally like pretty dang good experiences. Always really can't say anything negative. Yeah, that's good. Um, good. I mean, I've had some bumpy flights, stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, literally, I think we talked about my honeymoon, but I, and I brought up that I had this horrible experience going up on a trip after that, but I never actually told the story. That would be really right? good that since we're talking about airlines and stuff, that would right. be, that'd be good. Okay. So I came back from my honeymoon and hold on real quick. Shout out to Cam Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sponsoring Cam Bakery. <laughs> we gotta go, dude. We should we go. We need a jingle. Like a sponsor jingle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Tell your story. This is really good, actually. Well, it's really upsetting, but I guess so funny good looking back upsetting. at it. Um, yeah, I think it was like two weeks after we got back from our honeymoon. I had to shoot a wedding. My my best friend. We got we got married at my best friend's property. Um, her name is Kelsey. Her brother DJ has been. He's always there, so he was always hanging out with us. He moved to Alaska after he got out of the Marines, and he got married. Uh, two weeks after we got back from our honeymoon and they asked me to shoot the wedding so we just got back kind of have fatigue because it's a 12 hour difference it's day like 12, 12 a.m totally. is yeah. 12 p.m there shoot so as in video and photos uh just just photos 
Oh, just okay. photos. It was it was gonna be really exciting, you know. It was pretty cool. We they had plans to uh, shoot their formals on top of a glacier. Yeah. So they were gonna get photos. a helicopter. I would get on the helicopter with the couple, and we would fly land on top of a glacier and take their formal photos, which turned out amazing. So that that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it got there was a very frustrating process. We got first of all. I'm a real jerk because I didn't look up the exact time of the flight. You didn't do your research. I mean, we just I didn't talked do about my research, that. Right. Wow. So, n- number one problem, my fault. Yes. But the bigger problem is I didn't tell my wife. Oof. <laughs> but you didn't I, tell your wife what that you were going to go shoot this well, wedding. Well, I had it. I had it. No, no. no. We. I told her we were going to go, but I. I had it in my mind that the flight was going to leave at eleven o'clock. It didn't. It was going to leave it. It actually left at eight p.m. So, so she's PM. out getting stuff for the trip dilly dally all right like dilly dally i'm thinking she has four four hours which is perfectly reasonable right right i'm sitting at home she finally gets home and i and she goes okay what time should i re- be ready by i was like okay well I ch- i'll check my phone and it says the flight leaves at eight o'clock and it is now six thirty. she has 20 minutes to pack get ready find all her stuff to go on this trip in alaska which is not the same weather as hawaii how, so, how, how long was the trip for uh, it was for three days. Okay, not too bad. So it's not too bad. But for a girl, twenty minutes. Yeah. She, anyway, blasphemous. Rightfully so, she was pissed at me. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't blame her for that. On top of this, the reason I brought up the twelve-hour time difference is I'm sick as a dog. I remember. Like I, I'm coughing up my lungs and blood and feces. <laughs> coughing uh, all up. kinds of stuff. He coughed up coughing feces. Up his lungs. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> It's probably like I don't get sick very often, but when I do, I make it count. So I'm sick as a dog. She's upset at me. I'm not happy. We get to the airport. We check in with like five minutes to spare, and we check in our bags. I always uh, carry on all my camera gear. So I have all my camera gear. It's heavy as crap. But we're on the flight. We get there. It's I think three a.m. or something, and our bags come out. Actually, no, her bag comes out and then we wait there for about 15 minutes and my bag doesn't show up. And the lady says, that's all the bags for the flight that just came in from Honolulu. This but is Alaska Airlines. This is Alaskan Airlines, which, which no is shout, no shout out. <laughs> no shout out. Now, I have to put this disclaimer out there because every time I've flying with Alaskan has been a pleasure. This is this is the one okay, okay, okay. I've heard trip out and back that I've had a really bad experience. Great with. airline. But yeah, for the most part. But they lost my bag, and it was a direct flight. Like, it, we didn't land in Seattle and then hop over to Alaska. More importantly, did your wife, has she forgiven you by this time? At this point, she knows I'm sick as a dog, so I probably got the forgiveness pity. Okay, good. Pity forgiveness. I'll take it. I'll take right. it. Right. I definitely took it. I also sat between two, like, well, actually, I sat between my wife and then this, like, 300-pound guy. <laughs> so, by the end of the flight, I had scoliosis. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you didn't say... <laughs> Big people on both sides. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that too. I almost fell in that trap. Okay, okay. Uh, so I didn't sleep at all. This was the red eye. So I'm exhausted. I'm sick as a dog. Now I'm standing there in front of... What is that, a six-hour flight? Uh, something like that. Okay. And now I'm standing there in front of the carousel without my bag with all my clothes in it. All I have is my camera gear. It also has my wife's jacket, both of our shoes. Like, mm. I literally have shorts on... Um, a light jacket for the plane, and then the t-shirt on my back. And slippers. That's the only... Cl- uh, yeah, I have slippers. In and I have to shoot this wedding that day. I have to be at the, the venue at 10 o'clock. So I'm wow. talking to the lady, 
And but at least you had all your camera gear. I had all my camera gear, but what am I standing on top of a glacier with slippers? <laughs> you I don't think you can get cramp do what you got to do. Well, you're bro. already sick. <laughs> you committed. <laughs> anyway, uh, they they get, we went to Walmart because that was the only place open. I bought a bunch of a bunch of clothes and we bought shoes for both of us. And luckily, when we got I got my bag like the next night, but it was way too I had to shoot everything in like Walmart clothes at a wedding. Which was not so bad because no shout out to Walmart. Oh well, no, no, no! I was no, just about no. to say we'll take a Walmart. <laughs> we'll take Don't a Walmart. Don't listen to him, Walmart. <laughs> we'll take you. <laughs> I was just about to say like it wasn't that bad. Walmart okay, clothes ain't that bad. Hold on though, you, you're leaving out like two pieces that I really liked in the story. I've heard this before. One, you told me everyone was late. That it wasn't necessarily your fault. That like. They changed the time of the flight or something. You said there was a lot of people coming in late, I thought. No, it was just like when we showed up, we had five minutes to spare. But then this bus showed up with a bunch of people that were also late. Ah, okay. They didn't de- delay the flight or anything, but it kind of just you. made me and me and my wife like, okay, well, we're not the only ones that are yeah. showing up five minutes before the flight's supposed to leave. Well, then my other thought, didn't you tell gotcha, me something about the gotcha. rental car issue? Wasn't there like a, a, a hangout with the rental car? Is this Anchorage? Oh, yeah, in Anchorage. So okay. we the flight gets in at three o'clock. I'm trying to figure out how to get my bags or whatever. Right. It, we're supposed to pick up our rental car at 5.30. This is 3 in the morning? It's 3 in the morning. Something like that. Four, 3 or 4 in the morning. Anyway, I put the reservation in for 5.30 because I know I had to be, you know, it's an hour outside of Anchorage that we have to get to this venue. Mm-hmm. So I get there to the rental car co- company and there's probably like a thousand people in line. No. Yeah. Because the rental car company is not even open. They don't open till 630. Mm. So we stood there for an hour waiting for them to open. And then I had to wait for the line to go down. I picked up the car at like probably 830. So how long did you wait to get your car? A long time. There was one tenant Mm. helping everybody. Turo, bro. It was horrible. I'm trying to figure out how to slip in the joke here, but I can't. But Juno. There's something there. Wow. I don't know why I laughed. That was really good, bro. Dang it. Dude, what a crazy story to think, though. Like, you're telling it so casual. That's what I love about you. So casual. Yeah, you know, um, I was going to shoot just on a glacier. They helicoptered me into a, on a glacier, and I took wedding photos. <laughs> so you got well, there okay, I, right? I, that's in time. sick. I, no, we got there probably, like, I was supposed to be there at 10 to shoot the um, the getting ready. I think we showed up, like, like an hour late or something. Fortunately, every wedding that I've ever been to is There's running late. an hour late. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah. showed up, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. That but I shot normal. the entire wedding on no sleep in Walmart clothes and, and sick. I, and I was coughing over everybody for a friend. For a friend. For free. I didn't even get paid, which mm. is not the point. He's my very close friend, and I happily did it. But it, right, was, right. it was not stuff that I needed on top of doing of this course. wedding for free. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I got a question. Um, why not? Like, usually when I book trips, typically, I'll try and give myself, like, I, I like to maximize my time. Why not, like, go a day early? Because we just took our honeymoon and Jordan didn't have any Ah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Left. Like, we mm-hmm. used it all up. That makes total sense. I, I didn't want to ask her for an extra day. Oh, no, she no, no. would have done it, so- to be honest, but well, I didn't want to. the like, same way, man. Her. Like, we're trying to schedule some stuff now, and she's like, I get, like, not much days at all. So, like, we need yeah. to just, yeah. But... Oh. The photos came out amazing. It's good. They're, A7R? Uh, no, I just use all my Canon stuff because oh, I have wow. flashes that don't work on my Sony. Sony yeah. I didn't even bring my Sony. 
Hey, you guys want to talk about gear? Gear. For a second, what's the latest cameras? What are you guys shooting? Cameras? Wow, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Speaking I don't know, of which, I'm just saying. <clears throat> Hit. So there's three of us that kind of have been working together recently. It's him, actually Brett, who's been on the podcast, and then me. They both now have the same camera. It's it's made by a company called Blackmagic. Wait, the camera's made by a company called Blackmagic? Yes. Hmm. Based and in Australia. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's not Magic. even a big boy. That's not like a Canon or a Nikon no. or a Sony. But they are one of the big boys now. Yeah. yeah. They, they Black made, Magic made design. a name for themselves. And this is for purely videoing. Yeah, they started making switchers and SSDs and media stuff. But they, I think 2012, they came out with their first 4K camera. Um, and yeah, and now they're, make, now they're making one of the most affordable cinema cameras on the market. $1,300 and you can get yourself a cinema camera, including a $300 software. So technically the camera is only 1000 bucks. So just for our other viewers that probably don't know, you know, I, I know. Uh, what's a cinema camera? <laughs> I think there's a lot of cri- criteria or a lot of things that you have to uh, tick off the box that would consider yourself, uh, I mean, well, that the camera can be approved as a cinema camera. But what, what, what would you say, Kovika? Dude, I have no idea. Like, I have a, everybody knows what a DSLR is. Yeah. It's your, your typical, you know, camera that is made specifically for photos. But yeah. a lot of times they have photo uh, video features built in. I, in my mind, a cinema camera is just a camera that's built specifically for video. video yeah. That's not like a camcorder. So I'm, the obvious thing is that there's no limit on recording. So almost every single hybrid camera, DSLR or SLR, will stop at 29 minutes and 59 seconds. So there's a 30-minute record limit. I mean, you can get an external recorder and record longer, but every single camera basically, and I think a lot of it has to do back in the day with um, companies and the government and 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 taxes and so if it becomes if you can record longer than 30 minutes i mean correct me if i'm wrong it's kind of considered more of a video camera and so which they have to pay higher taxes or something like that and so that's why there's always a 30 minute limit but with cinema cameras there's no recording limit so you can record up to hours it's a different classification of camera Um, interesting mm -hmm. okay here's what i still I'm so not, you know, for our viewers out there that right. maybe don't know and stuff, that's why I'm asking viewers. these things, you know. Thank you. So when I think of a video camera, I think of like something bigger that, that doesn't look like a hand mm-hmm. DSLR, I guess you would say. Um, I think of like a Sony Handycam or something like that, which I find they still make those and they're still like really good for filming certain things. Are you telling me the camera that you're using that's a cinema camera looks kind of like a regular you know, like what I would call a, I don't know, DSLR. Yeah, and so that's obviously the trend is smaller, but with a bigger brain or a bigger, you know, video specs. And so everything is going smaller. And I think mainly is because, um, you know, compared to 10, 20 years ago, you had to have, you know, bigger tripods, bigger stabilizers, bigger things, cranes to operate these bigger cameras. And they're just super big and, you know, hard to carry around and pack and go to different locations and whatnot. So these smaller cameras, you know, these cinematographers and DPs are seriously considering because they're such a small profile. And so, and they can take them anywhere and they can, you know, you you can, what you call it, hold it with your hand. You don't have to have a, you know, a major, you know, 50 pound tripod. And so that is the trend. And that's what it's been going for the past 10 years, ever since the Canon 5D Mark II came out. 
um, which a lot of you know filmmakers, video videographers looked at because it's such a small thing, but can actually create a pretty good image. Hmm, and that's so, d- that's um, Act of Valor was shot on a 5D Mark II. Really? Yeah, the entire so, movie. I, I always thought people when they shoot movies, they're sitting in a chair that's high up with this huge tripod and this like, right, massive right. camera. You're telling me they don't do that anymore? Yeah. Well, they, they mostly do that, but now you can get away with a lot with just something that you would buy at Best Buy. Shout out to Best Buy, our new sponsors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still the majority of movies, obviously Hollywood movies, are you know are still using those bigger cameras, of course. Um, but a lot of independent filmmakers, I think, are leaning more towards smaller cameras. What, what um, resolution do you shoot at? Uh, I mainly shoot in 1080, actually. Okay. Um, with and, my clients, they don't. And do you shoot at like a uh, twenty-four frames a second? Because mm-hmm. that's like that cinematic frame rate. Yes, or something like that. it's all about motion blur. Yes, interesting. Um, but yeah, you, it's a cinema camera. Also has a lot of pro audio uh, inputs and outputs, um, and it also has a lot of flavors and frame rates, like you just it, it resolution also, too. Yeah. So you can have to, you know you normally. Um, like a hybrid camera kind of doesn't have that much flexibility in frame rates and resolution, but I think that's another thing that distinguishes between a cinema camera and a still camera. And a lot of people don't think about, um, like Apple is really big on H-E- HEVC or whatever, H.265. Yeah. Yeah, so the robustness of the file. Um, and the a cinema camera usually has the ability to shoot a very robust file. If you think of like photography, the difference between a JPEG and, and a raw, raw. photo it's kind of the same. I mean, they have a similar where like your phone will shoot a JPEG equivalent type of video. A cinema camera will shoot something that's more likened to raw or somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I know nothing about any of this. Yeah, and all that does is let you like manipulate the image. Sorry, guys. It wasn't for the viewers. No, it's fine. It's, it's for our sponsors. It's okay. Shout out to Blackmagic. <laughs> yes. So you're saying, yeah, so back to that though. So Blackmagic is kind of a newer upcoming company that makes mm-hmm. really good stuff, it sounds like. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a new company, but it's definitely, um, they're making newer products mm, yeah. and they are really listening to the average consumer. I'm and pretty, so... Yeah, I think they started out as like, um, like with TV networks. Like if you go into a TV like studio or something, like a you have switchboard, this, this yeah. big rack <clears throat> on wheels that just has all these things that you plug into it that you can switch and all just an interface like mm-hmm. that you just never would understand. I think they started out yeah making those types of things and then they started slowly venturing into the actual devices that output the the yes. video feed. So now they make the cameras. AKA cameras. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Blackmagic, they they're. They're a very reputable brand, but they're just a little bit fresher into the actual camera market. Which is kind of so nice. Along. Sometimes and have I like mean, fresh they're eyes. one of a plethora of other businesses and brands that are coming up with cinema cameras. They're like doing like a new, doing it sort of through a new lens. Wow. Is there a thing for that? Can we? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was yeah. I actually laughed. <laughs> that was good. Looking at video production through a new lens. But at the end of the day, it is just a camera, and uh, people need to focus more on storytelling and messaging. Mm. Sorry, I'm, I got really deep there. but mm, That's true. Um, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Anybody can press a record. What is, actually, I think you explained this on one of your Instagram videos, the difference between message and story. Yeah. You want to explain that real quick? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, when, so, you, when you see a TV ad or something like that. What's yes, your Instagram yes, yes. handle? 
It's um, Canifs. No, um, <laughs> it's Endure Films. Shout e out to our sponsors, Endure Films. E N D U R E Films. Sweet. Um, the, the I really don't remember, but basically the difference is you can watch a movie and it's a great story, right? But the message is not really the best. You can walk away and be like, okay, that was that was a really cool story, but you're not we're not really walk away you didn't learn anything learning anything. There's not there's anything. no point. Yeah, basically. But with messaging, there's obviously a difference when there's a message in there where is good can overcome evil or you know whatnot i think that's the main yeah. main I think, I think in your video you said story is the what happens mm -hmm. and the message is what did you learn or what, yeah, what's yeah. the point yeah the why yeah it was like the golden circle right that is that's cool yeah why? i mean everybody says story is king but i think message is king mm -hmm. yeah because it's what it's a takeaway right yeah, it's yeah. The whole story yeah. The story. no takeaway and it's like yeah it was a waste popcorn movies you know you popcorn movies are great but you don't want to eat popcorn all day what? Sorry, those, uh, I was too super, small to forget. Yeah, no, there's like, I mean, that's true. There's those movies that are like just kind of blockbustery, like yeah, yeah. Fast and the Furious, yeah, yeah. where it's like cool in the moment, but then you leave and like nothing's different. Right, right. You know, you're just it just was an, a, a, a great about? fun movie. No, that's what I meant. A popcorn movie is like it's great, it's entertaining, but you don't want to eat popcorn every day. You want to eat something that's meaty, that's juicy, that that makes sense. And so I learned a lot from Fast and the Furious. Sorry, family over everything. <laughs> I live my life one quarter mile at a time. Yeah, how what is how the, um, so kind of so you do you like you like storytelling? I'm assuming. Yes, I think as a filmmaker, you're you're definitely a storyteller. What are yeah. some like film inspirations? Just movies that you like? Um, I would say Star Wars mm. um, was big, um, and that is not because I'm a nerd, but um, he, he's it, definitely a nerd. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some good movies. Um, Gladiator, when that came out, Gladiator. that was a big hit for me. Um, sorry, guys. Jurassic um, Park. I know, Jurassic I put you on the Park. spot. It's like I know. Whenever you ask wow. them what's some favorite movies, you don't want to say, like, uh, you know, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's just the nature of being asked the question in something that's being recorded. What's your favorite movie? Yeah. I can't think of a single movie that exists. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hold you to it because you said it and it's recorded. So it's that forever. I got a, there's a lot of movies. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, gosh, I love I love movies like Terminator. I really do. Oh, God. We were talking about Terminator the other day, and I love Terminator One. We both do, right? But Terminator Two is one of those few movies where it's like better than the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and gosh. that doesn't really happen that often. Yeah, it's very rare. Or the second one is better than the first one. Wait. I can't think of any movie right now. I do have a question now. I don't. I don't know if you guys actually saw this, but um, was it Corsese mm -hmm. that talked about Avengers mm -hmm. not being cinema? Oh yes, it was him. What do you guys think about that? I, I didn't. Is that a podcast? I didn't hear that. No, no it was he on just, YouTube. He 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 publicly came out and said, you know, there there's there's you know real cinema, and he listed like a bunch of like you know yeah, older yeah. movies, and then and he said there then there's Avengers, which isn't really cinema. Yeah. Well, like, what what is his definition of cinema? So like uh, he would probably say something like Schindler's List yeah. has a very good story with a good message. It's thought provoking. Yes. It's very like moving. Um, you know, it just speaks to more than like the eye level. It speaks yeah, to yeah. more of like the soul kind of type thing. And I think he was kind of saying Avengers is just sort of like a popcorn movie, kind yeah, of like yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's subjective, right? Everything is kind of relative in a sense where it depends on a movie can make a huge impact on me, but not on my wife. And that mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's a, a lesser movie than 
whatever, right? So it it's it, how you interpret it and how it affects you personally. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies that we like is because it affects us personally, right? Not necessarily a huge crowd. And so, you know, like the Dark Knight, you know, trilogy um, with Christopher Nolan, it, it, that for me, I've been a huge Batman fan. And so when I watch that, it's, it's going to affect me on a more personal level because I have a history with Batman and whatnot as mm-hmm. opposed to somebody else. And so there's so many factors that come in. But, I mean, I, I kind of agree. It is a popcorn movie, but it's also, I mean, there's a good story. There's good uh, character development in all these Marvel right. movies. And it's your it's history, too. You're, it's not, you know, these stories already been written from comic books, right? I'm assuming. I'm not to super degree. big. To a degree. Um, so, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with what he said? I agree in a certain sense of what he says. Some of it's very basic, and it's very like you know what's going to happen. You can, you might not know how it's going to happen, but you know someone's going to die, right? Or you know there's going to be some the good's going to win. Yeah, like you just kind of know that. Uh, but one thing that I really like about the Marvel franchise is that it was such a long haul, ten years in the making, all of these movies to build up to this moment, and I I really in, I really enjoy that. I love when someone is putting more thought into the whole thing, yeah, not just just flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah, and you can tell it's written well because they can intertwine so many other separate individual characters and that's intertwined into these major, you know, movies like The Avengers. So that's obviously, you can tell they're well thought of. To me, me there's there's a lot of movies out there that the journey was much more important than where it ended up. Because like you said, a lot of times you kind of just knew like the the hero's going to win, right? And there are a few exceptions, but it, it took me out of, out of sitting in a theater i went on an adventure with these characters like it's more about the journey which sounds like a stupid cliche but at the end of the day like it's entertaining and that's really all i'm looking for when i sit down to watch a movie like marvel yeah i just want to be entertained more recently i've turned this sounds bad to some people but i've turned my brain off a lot more with movies now where i don't watch as many trailers i don't Mm. look up all the stuff because I just want to go, and if I'm smiling and enjoying myself with my friends or even by myself, like that's that's what I want. Yeah. Like I, sometimes I get annoyed when we're like over analyzing. Well, can you believe they did this and they had this little part and it didn't line up with this and that and it, the movie sucked. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, you were laughing the whole time and you ate all my popcorn. You had a great time. Yeah, Don't tell yeah. me now that you are want to. You just want to be seen as this person yeah, that yeah. is very analytical and serious. Right. And you know, the, my vast knowledge of film. When you start calling them films. That's when things, you know, um, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel you. And I think vernacular. social media obviously plays a big role in, in trailers. It can ruin that experience. I've seen some trailers that are basically the entire movie that was cut down into two minutes. Like, I don't have to watch the movie anymore. I just watched the trailer. Yeah. Because they just showed all the major scenes, all the, you know, climactic scenes. Yeah. And so um, I think that plays a big role. But yeah, I think your that mindset of going into a movie theater, I just want to be entertained. I just want to enjoy the company that I'm with. And we'll see what happens. The, the perfect example was in the the most recent Avengers when they were explaining the how time travel works. When he's like, uh, ex- I think the Hulk was explaining to Paul Rudd mm-hmm. and and uh, what was it Don Cheadle, the black guy? Yes. So War Machine. They're like, this is how time travel works, and then it, the whole scene was essentially like to to tell the viewer like, don't think too much about it. But oh yeah 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 at the very end of the movie they're kind of trying to re-explain sort of right is that what are you're you talking about? about when they're in no, the cafe when they're trying to practice oh when they're trying mm-hmm. to do like the the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. test run of the the time travel thing yeah yes. you can't go back to the future because your former present 
can't be changed by your past self or whatever the heck it was. Like everybody was trying to analyze what he was saying. And a lot of people came on and say, what he said was, wasn't actually correct. I I wrote down a diagram and it doesn't work out. And like, that's not the point. The point is don't think too much about it because you're just going to get caught up on the react, like the everybody's a technical aspect of it without enjoying the actual journey. And it's hard because you never would tell someone though, turn off your brain. Like that's not right. something we encourage, yeah, yeah. and I don't. I'm not saying I do that. What I'm getting at is you need to know when to analyze and exactly. when to not, and then I think that's more uh, what's important right. uh, versus don't overanalyze everything in your life. That's not where we should be. Right. But there are certain things we can just enjoy, yeah. and that's okay. Like when you watch Memento or Interstellar, those are smart movies. Like turn on your logical brain. Yeah, Inception. And, yeah, like otherwise you're going to be lost. But Avengers isn't one of those movies. Yeah. No. You know a movie that I think about often, and I saw it with a friend in theaters, and uh, I saw it like a few years ago, and I still just often kind of think about it. Um, have you ever seen the movie with Adam Driver? Uh, who, I'm terrible. I, I Adam Driver is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Okay, got okay. Yeah, Kylo Ren. And then um, not Tobey Maguire. Um, who's the other Spider-Man? Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Silence? Yes. It's a great movie. Man, have you seen Silence? Is that the... True story that happened in Japan. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Man, I, I really enjoyed. Well, that I love movie. true. You told I me to watch true that. stories. And I did watch. It's it. a long movie. It's great, but you know, it's a long it's movie. A, it yeah, was a thinker. A thinker. It, yeah, I love. But it was movies. more of like a, a reflective kind. That of... That shook me. Yeah. That movie is really yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, anything that's based off a of true event, I love. That yeah. was a great film. That was a great. Film. Wow, the f word. I I just thought of a fun. What would you do if? You guys want to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that game. So essentially, basically, we just come up with an alternate reality, and then we ex- examine the ramifications. Of but it. if we come up with this reality, then it changes what we're here now, and yeah, then in yeah. the then it doesn't happen, and then I don't <laughs> like yeah. it. And what do I do then, Buzz, huh? You tell me. <laughs> okay, so what I thought of is uh, the Spitballers kind of did something similar, but what would you do if there was only one lead and one like you had to choose one actor to play oh, yeah, every role in every movie for the rest of your life so you one, one lead one supportive um like female lead, or it can be a female lead and then a supportive male and then like a com- comic relief this for every tough. movie that you moving forward moving forward in in my personal fantasy or are you talking about in the world that we live in in the in movies the world that, we, that we live in right now from now on every movie you see the, okay, the lead you. role will be this person you name. Yeah. The supportive role will be the person. And, and you don't have to worry about lead. them getting older or... Okay. Know. But obviously, it's going to be based off of actors that I think that are very diverse, that right? Be it's call. whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, easy. obviously, if you, picked, if you picked Paul Rudd, every hero from now yeah. on is going to have like this lighthearted... I already have goofing. two people in mind. How many do I need? Three? Uh, three. So a lead, a support of the opposite sex, and then a comedy, comic relief. Okay. Oh, and a villain. Ooh, yeah, I forgot Ooh. about villain. Okay. <laughs> so, who's going to go first? Uh, it sounds uh, like you have two, so I'm, I'm thinking yeah, if you. you if you're... My lead will be Denzel Washington, Ooh. or it would be Brad Pitt, because I actually think Brad Pitt is pretty diverse He's in his He's got good acting. range. He has really good... Yes. <laughs> but have you seen, like, Seven Years in Tibet, or even just Fury, I think? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Fury. Yep. Um, Fury was great. His new one, Ocean's Astra, 11. I think it's called. Ad Astra? Yeah, Ad Astra. Have, have you guys seen that? Loved it. it. I've it. never seen it. I, I really love want to see space. It. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love sci-fi. I it is too. worth seeing. Have you seen Life? 
Yeah, with Eddie Murphy and Mark no, Martin. no, no, no. It's a space. <laughs> it's, it's with um, who's that guy that plays in Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds. Yes, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, is oh in this it. is on Jake... Netflix or something right now. Oh, I don't know. It's a movie called Life. It's basically it's a horror film. Oh yeah, no. I yeah, I probably didn't see it. Aliens, space. Ooh, Aliens, it's space. It's actually really good. Okay, is um, it on Netflix or is it in theaters? No, 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 no. The extraterrestrial. No, no, no. It's it's been out for years. Ancient oh, aliens. Okay, okay. Ancient, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um. Okay, so your lead is lead, Denzel. Lead, Actually, lead let's just be, go. Let's just go around the room yeah, and pick a lead. Denzel, so we'll give you a little time to think. Go ahead, go ahead, Nick. Nick. Oh gosh, man, I always struggle with this. I just there's so many people I like. I'm just gonna go with like a, a safe pick for me, okay. um, and I think I'm gonna go with Tom Hanks as my lead. I just love Tom, everything he's in. I like. I don't not like him. It's a great pick. It was really good great in um, Saving Private Ryan. Like I, I like him in Sleepless in Seattle. He's got some Toy Story. I just like him. Okay. He's good. He's good. He's funny. Mm. Like, he can play any role. Splash. Okay. Classic. All right. Turner and Hooch. Well, you, you took my pick, if I'm if I'm being honest. So I got to pivot. Who, to, Tom Hanks or Yeah, Denzel? I was going to pick. Because Jordan's such a big fan of Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's right. My yeah, wife yeah, yeah. loves Tom Hanks, too. Yeah. Well, he's awesome. He's all right. Do you not like him? No, I like him. Oh, okay. I'm just not. I wouldn't have picked him. Are you kind of like, I like him, but I don't see it. Why are people picking him? Right, right, right. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with the other Tom. I'll just go with Tom Cruise. Okay. What? He's all right. He just made a face and scoffed at me. Have you seen? I don't know. I just think of. What is he in that's good? I just think of Scientology. Everything. I do. I think taints me a little bit, but. Plus, he's. But he's know. pretty short. What good is he really in, though? Tell me a, a really good like drama. Every Mission Impossible gripping, movie. Mission like Impossible. He's actually really flame. good in. That's Mission like, Impossible. He's best really show. good. He can cry on cue. He's a good actor. Yeah. Okay, besides well, we got some Tom <laughs> Cruise haters. Haters. Yeah, in here. I'm a little bit hater. Thought I was hating on good Tom Hanks. Are you gonna say Edge of Tomorrow? Oh, Edge, that was so bad. Right. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, you know, know, I've seen Edge of Tomorrow. It's like okay. Loki. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we we covered lead. All right, that's fine. Sorry, I shouldn't and, crap all over yours. You didn't crap on mine. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I Why praise do you love it so much. You stole you mine. Why do you love crap him? on my pick? I'm sorry. Top two about. movies that he was amazing in. Tom Cruise. Go ahead. Uh, wait. Uh, Mission Impossible One. Okay. Okay, that uh, was decent. And I, like I just like, uh, so I like, the, have you guys seen Night and Day with Cameron Diaz and Tom Hanks? Oh. It, it's a similar character, right? But he kind of dabbles more into like a comedic role. Yeah, yeah. And he does a really good job. Okay. <clears throat> and, two movies. Okay. My, I don't know why everybody's freaked out about like his real life stuff. Right. Because that has no bearing on, I, I agree with that. Right. True. But my uncle who works in Hollywood, he was a stuntman. He was in like Mortal Kombat and all this stuff. Oh, that's I didn't know this about the you. That's movie? sick. Well, it's not about him. me. It's my, my uncle. Does he live here? No, he lives in Victorville. In Can we California. have him on the podcast? I, he'll probably come down. We could probably actually have him on the podcast. Ooh, that'd be awesome. He was a, he was a fighter and then he got uh, com- not converted. Like I'll christen you into the, <laughs> into the religion of stuntmen. Uh, but he was in a bunch of movies. He was in Under Siege 2. But he know he he's he's hung out with Tom Hanks several times, and he says Tom Hanks. Wait, is, Hanks or Cruise? I mean Tom Cruise. Okay, oh, yeah, I was about okay. to say. Well, oh my god! Oh my he's gosh. hung out with Tom Cruise like on multiple occasions. He okay. says Tom Cruise is a class act, like just the most pleasant, like happy. Um, That's good. You know, encouraging person. I wouldn't say he's not. I'm just yeah, question his beliefs, but who cares? <laughs> so personal. 
Anyway. All right, cool. Tom Cruise. I, okay, I, what's the next? Tom shared something. I like so, uh, Supporting. I learned a lot about you. Yeah, female. Sandra Bullock. Since we all picked male. I like her. I like her. But I also would have picked um the girl... um. Don't don't say it because then if no, it's just don't say it. He's gonna say <laughs> it. I'm, gonna take I'm it. like I don't know her name, but I know. What okay, I got one, but I'm just going with like a really safe, easy. I'll oh. get a lot of votes off this pick. Like the first one. Are we putting this mm-hmm. up for Everything people to vote safe. on? Yeah, we should. Oh, I guess so. Um, Meryl Streep. Mm. Meryl Streep. I mean, you got Tom Hanks. Typical. Right. It's just easy. It's Every safe. movie you it's watch safe. from it's now safe. on okay. is gonna be a light comedy drama. Okay, I'll pick it. I'll pick a different one then. They no, don't age no, younger. You know, it. it's what <laughs> their age is now, bro. Were you gonna say? Uh, I'm gonna say this name after. Go ahead, Emily Blunt. Oh, ah. I was gonna say that. Ah. That's what I was gonna say. I do like her, but that's not who I, I love. Emily she's Blunt. She's really good. I, I think she's funny. I was thinking Julia Roberts. No, oh, she's good too. I like her. Damn it! I should have picked Matt Damon. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, that's who I thought you were gonna pick. It has to be the opposite sex, so. No, for his first one. No, no, one. for my lead. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What's but the... I was stuck on Tom Hanks, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's the third one? Uh, Comic relief, or or we can switch over to villain. No, no, we'll do, vil- we'll do both. Well, yeah, we'll just, like, right now, though. Right now? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we're going in circles. <laughs> I want to I do both. <laughs> <laughs> I like this game. Okay, so what are we doing? Comic relief. Uh, whichever one you, you have an idea for, so far. Uh, you're up. <laughs> you got him? Will Ferris. Oh, that's a good one. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell? Okay, I said Ferris, but Will Ferrell. I tried to cover it for Will you. Ferris Thanks, bro. Bueller's Day Off. What? Will Ferris. Oh, I was like... Will Ferrell. My bad. Got it. Will Ferrell. That's a good pick. I love him. I like all the stuff he's in. He's he can't really be serious. Yeah. It's good. I, I can't imagine him in a movie with your lead and support, though. I know, right? <laughs> okay. With him, I don't think he's ever played with Denzel Washington, ever. <laughs> They're very different... Yeah, but Sides of the it's spectrum. forever, so. <laughs> I'm having tr- trouble with this one. There's two I can think of. I'm not going to go with the one because I'm just sick of him. But I'm going to go with Jack Black. Oh, Jack okay. Black. He's great. He's funny. He's, He's a great He's supporting funny role. <laughs> Jumanji, he was incredible. Yeah, he was good. That was one of my mo- most like favorite supportive actor roles. Yeah. Goosebumps. Um, Ooh. Chris Pratt. Gosh, I, I should have <laughs> went there. He's like my favorite. I should have gone oh, with them. No, I, I totally thought you were going to pick Chris yeah, Pratt because I, I know how much you love him. Or I knew you were going to pick either Chris Pratt or Paul Rudd, and you Steve picked neither. Carell. Yeah, you know, I couldn't get Kevin Hart out of my head. Oh. And I, I even said sick of Paul Rudd at the beginning. I was going to say Michael yeah. Scott, but that's not his real name. <laughs> no, he's such a good Steve Carell, yeah. I love Michael okay, Scott. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay, so villain. Anthony Hopkins. Dang. Sorry, guys. He took it. Well, he took the big guns. Oh, man. Villain. He's good. He just has that face. He's great. I don't know who I'm going to pick now. Villain. <laughs> uh, I'm, I got the guy's face in my head, but I can't, I can't think of who it is. Um, who would be a good villain? You're going to have to come back to me. I really okay. have no names in my head. Well, okay, so I don't actually know the guy's name, but he was the villain in the first Sherlock Holmes with... Oh my gosh, um, why do you think I was just going to say that? <laughs> Think of Sherlock Holmes, I was going to say. He was a good villain. So, he was so convincing. He even had that tooth that was like overlapping right, right. a little bit. I, I don't remember his name, but he's, he's in this. He's in a lot um, of movies. I think it was a, a Jaguar com- commercial. I don't know why I said Jaguar. It's Jaguar. I know. I'm not British. It's okay. But he was in a Jaguar commercial, um, and it was like, it feels good to be bad. And the that was the, the tagline. And yeah, it yeah. had uh, Loki. It had him. Oh, cool. And like uh, some other British villain. I think he's great. Something about Is British he British? 
Well, he had an, a British accent oh, okay. in the commercial. I don't know, I don't know if he's actually British. British. Yeah, yeah. But he's been in he's been in a ton of movies. Yeah, I just can't think of any. Where he's not actually the villain, but I he, think he has all kinds of accents too. Kingsman. Kingsman, right? Yeah, he has a what, like a some supporting role. He has but like a Scottish accent in that yeah. movie. He's good with accents. Yeah. Anyway, he's pretty diverse though. All right, I'm just gonna go with Tom Hardy. Did you just look him up? Tom Hardy. I had to look him up. Yeah, Bane. Say. Yeah, he did Bane. He was in some other stuff too, yeah. like as kind of a criminal. He's pretty really good. View yeah. him as a villain, but I guess so. He did great with he, Bane. Well, he was he, also in that um fighting the fighter. Fighter. That was good. He wasn't he really liked, a villain there. Yeah. But. Well, for the most part, he he was kind of like the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. At the end is. Just for lack of anyone else I can think of. Yeah. No, that's a good pick. I I actually like him as a as a pretty decent. Yeah, yeah I like him as an actor. I'm thinking too, I'm gonna have to watch this for the rest of my life. Let's see what he's got a little more too, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's probably got a little bit more left in the bag. Yeah. Anyway, well, so I guess that concludes our what what is this? Yeah, what's let's say our teams again. Teams? Um, oh. I got Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, Jack Black, and Tom Hardy. Okay. I I don't even know that guy's name. I got Tom. Cruz, uh, Emily Blunt, Chris Pratt as my comic release, strong. and strong. then the villain from Sherlock Holmes. I don't know his name. <laughs> know his I'm going to look it up right now after you're, after you're done. Okay, so I think I had Denzel Washington, Sandra Bullock. I don't know why I picked her. Um, what are you Will. Doing? I don't know why you picked her. She's Will Ferrell. Ferris. Ferrell. Will Ferris. Why do I do that? And Anthony Hopkins. He's, he's really good. Yeah. I like him in a lot of stuff. He's I creepy. would have picked um, Christian Bale even as a lead, but Mark Strong is this game. guy's name. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember seeing him. He looks like the guy from um, real life version of the Minion villain. <laughs> Groot. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah, Groot. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, whatever. The bald guy in Minions. Because <laughs> he has a huge nose. Yeah, and he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all the check boxes. <laughs> all right, so those are our teams. I guess I'll post them on our Twitter. You can find us at at can of spam on twitter no at can of spam pod that's right um so i'll put up the poll you guys can vote and we'll see who has i think i'm gonna win cast. like don't even vote oh no you're not first of all you don't even know who will ferrell is <laughs> it's will ferris okay <laughs> you can't even say his name anyway should we wrap it up yeah, yeah we can. all right so that is our uh i don't know 14th episode of can of spam thanks for listening um i got a home have you seen the movie joker I have not. Okay, but that's I'm a dying. whole. We're another... gonna talk about that next. Podcast. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, that yeah. should be can of worms for I'm that. I'm dying one. to see that movie. Well, okay. that's why we picked can of spam. Okay, okay. It's can of worms, but the local style. I like it. Okay. Not a lot of people. Regular eat people, worms. everyday conversation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah let's Will, go. Will Ferris. <laughs> shout, oh. out, shout out to Cam our sponsor, Spam. Cam well, Bakery. Shout out to Cam Bakery. <laughs> yeah, we would like to thank Cam Bakery, Walmart, Chase, Black Chase. Magic, Black Magic, Foodland Farms. Sullivan Company. We should like approach someone and say like, "Look, we have a, a, a very trending podcast. Would you like to kind of be a part yeah, of this and give us free donuts?" Our reach is voodoo about donuts. Three or four people. Mm-hmm. Very valuable. How many people watch this? No, I think Can we, we like say a, it on maybe a hundred per week or something. Yeah, not a ton. It's not, not bad. A ton, yeah. couple thousand. And is over. it geared towards Hawaii? I mean, like, what, the demographic. Do choose? Utilize, I don't know. No. We try to utilize the fact that we're in Hawaii because it's just interesting, I think, to people. But yeah, we yeah. haven't talked about Hawaii in forever, though. I feel like we just go off on. Well, you know, we haven't There's done a lot much of like references. marketing either. Like we haven't. Re- I don't like ever like put it on my newsfeed or uh, social media. Or, I don't know. Right. I just haven't done too much. We yet. should do this more often. We should. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. We'll have you on again. Thanks. Anyway, so you can find us at Canaspan Pod on Twitter. Go ahead and, and vote. Also, leave us um, leave us some comments if you guys have ideas for what would you do if or awkward situations. 
You can find Peter at uh, Endure Films on Instagram. You can go to his website, EndureFilms.com, I assume. Slash Vimeo, because I don't have a website. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so that is our uh, 14th episode. Thank you for listening. We're on Instagram, Can of Spam. And don't forget Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Or um, SoundCloud. Yeah, and and you know what really helps us out is if you guys leave a review. Even if you don't have something super important to say, if you just hit that five-star button. Because it's broken. You only do five. Is there like an outro song? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just... Yeah, not... Wow. <laughs> crickets? What's the I, outro song? It's I the same as the intro, I think, right? If we could do the crickets one. I think we're done. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.